listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. You gotta stop and smell the roses. If you're threatening litigation, I'm afraid this meeting is over. Then it's over. You take my money, you run it through this joint, it comes out clean, that it? You're screwing the clients for your own benefit. So now you're worried about the clients. Imagine me as your enemy. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off when he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. State Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpassing. It's another episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It's Anthony and Glenn. Hi, Glenn. What's up? Oh, man. We're nudging one one episode closer to the end. Yeah, we're this almost season. there. Uh, this is like always the saddest part of this podcast. We only get to do 10 episodes, and then that's it. Uh, but here we are. We got uh, episode 9 to deal with today. Of season three, it's called Fall, and uh, we will we will discuss whether or not this fits in with the. Uh, we will discuss whether or not this fits in with the. Uh, uh, I guess the, uh, the Breaking Bad, or Better Call Saul, uh, the Vince Gilligan formula of the big ending happening before the actual ending. So uh, let's get into it. Jimmy talks with the Sandpiper class action representative Irene to get an update on the Sandpiper case and realizes that Sandpiper has already offered a settlement deal, which if a D and M and HHM accept would give Jimmy over $1 million as his share of the settlement. Jimmy tries to convince Howard to accept it, but Howard sees through Jimmy's motivations and refuses. Meanwhile, Howard and Chuck meet with their malpractice insurance agency who propose either raising HHM's premiums or having Chuck supervised at all times. Chuck refuses to negotiate and instead decides to fight the insurance company in court. This proves to be the last straw for Howard, who informs Chuck that he is going to be forced to retire since the judgment can his judgment can no longer be trusted. Chuck responds by suing HHM for $8 million, the value of his share price of the practice. Mike is hired on as a security consultant to Madrigal on Gus's recommendation to launder his stolen money, and Kim takes on Getwood Oil as a second client. Nacho admits to his father that he is working for Hector Salamanca and begs him to follow Hector's orders. Furious, Nacho's father tells Nacho to leave his house. In order to secure the Sandpiper settlement, Jimmy pulls off a series of cons and social manipulations to trick Irene into thinking that holding out on the Sandpiper settlement is against the interests of her fellow elderly clients, and she moves to accept it giving Jimmy his much-needed fee. He returns to the office to give the good news to Kim, but she is too busy preparing for an important meeting with Gatwood Oil and leaves in a rush. However, due to her fatigue from overwork, Kim loses concentration and drives her car off the side of the road, crashing into a rock. Her Gatwood Oil legal papers strewn to the wind. Uh, What did you make of Fall, Glenn? 
That was damn good television. Mm-hmm. It was a really good episode. Oh, this was so good. Yeah. I would like this episode was like watching all of your characters fall. Like that's literally like everybody is floundering. Like it's like the Well, except the for intro, Jimmy, really. The intro to Mad Men. Like everybody is falling into the depths of their own Yeah. Their own morality. Mm-hmm. Like I will say this episode I don't know if I can root for Jimmy anymore. <laughs> he is kind of an asshole. It was It was like as it's ha- it just made me really uncomfortable the whole the whole time. Like the whole thing he is doing to poor sweet old Irene. Oh yeah. Remind well I mean it reminds me of like everyone's grandma. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like it she just puts felt her trust in this so room. wrong. So it did, it did. I mean, he was a dick, but at the same time, there was this ample settlement. And Howard basically admitted that, you know, by holding out, you know, they might be able to get a few extra thousand or 10,000 or 100,000 or whatever, like added on to this. And he's holding it out. Uh, perhaps Jimmy insinuating that he's holding it out on purpose just to screw with Jimmy, I guess, maybe. But um, how he goes about getting the money by, like, ostracizing Irene from her friends, which was, it started out as kind of, like, comedy a little bit. And it certainly played that way a little bit, I think, at first. But it sort of, like, devolved into him, like, really hurting this old lady's feelings just so he could get his cut of this thing so he could continue to pay his rent. Uh, you know, I mean, it was always going to lead to something like this. Like, he's not a savory character. He's he's always kind of got his heart in the right place, but only for certain things. Uh, he's willing to overlook uh, certain behaviors if it means doing this one right thing. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's not always the easiest person uh, to root for, but yeah, can continue with your thoughts. No, it was just, uh, it just it was really pretty despicable. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Howard was really great in this episode. Yeah, the guy just keeps getting shit thrown at him, dressing <laughs> down, uh, dressing down, um, Chuck. That was a good, yeah. Scene. I just love like Chuck's going through like the, what the plan is, and he just goes there, gets. Gets a couple of glasses, gets the gets the scotch, and mm-hmm. how about you retire? <laughs> so we've been thinking about this, and uh, yeah, but I mean, so but Chuck has them over a barrel as well. He's got oh yeah yeah I mean he eight million dollars in uh, in his share of the practice, uh, which Chuck is eager to point out is m- money they don't have right now. To, to lose it would bankrupt the entire firm um you know it's this is so this is so very much breaking bad where the characters are all very gray and they're more than willing to be vindictive but a lot of it is coming from a place or like a feeling of righteousness like chuck has really been screwed in a lot of these situations he's certainly done a lot of uh messing around with other people as well but uh 
Uh, he's certainly been placed into this situation. Uh, he, I mean, basically a lot of these people have been doing this to themselves, but it's, it, you can, you can see everybody's, and I guess this is part of like good character writing too, but you can see everybody's viewpoint and you can at least see how to them it makes sense why they would act this way. But yeah, there's a, there's not a lot of good people in this. You've, uh, hell, even, uh, Kim, who's doing her best, uh, bad shit is happening to her as well. I mean, she's not like really this, she's, I, I wouldn't say she's nearly as morally gray as like Jimmy or Chuck. No. But hanging around Jimmy, it's certainly worn on her a little bit as she has, you know, dipped her toes in it at least a little bit, but, um, you know. Everything is catching up with her, obviously, as well. They, they uh, very cleverly, in, like, all of the car shots uh, with her, uh, you see, like, a little bottle of, like, no-dos kind of sticking out. They've very cleverly included in every single shot, and if you're looking for it, you noticed it, and you're like, oh, boy, she's, like, trying to just clearly not getting a lot of rest. Uh, that was a beautiful foreshadowing ultimately like when she crashes the mm-hmm. when she crashes the car so yeah things are kind of things are kind of all up in the air uh mostly with mike it feels like with mike they are now just moving him into his breaking bad starting position yeah it's weird because he says 20 weeks mm-hmm. so are we 20 weeks away from that would be meeting... two more seasons yeah, from meeting, yeah, from me, or not even meeting Walter, being in the middle mm-hmm. of it. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm very curious as to how much of an extension that he does. Yeah, working for Mar Marigold or whatever. I can't Mar- what it's called. Mar- Marigold, Madrigal, Madrigal. I think. Yeah, yeah. So his, uh, his, um, you know, he had a good. Uh, Seen as well in that in that office mm-hmm. uh, with her. So the, there's a there's a there's a lot of good in this episode. I'm curious. So you were telling me off air that you were talking this episode over with a friend, and you were uh, you guys came to the same conclusion. I'm curious as to uh, the conclusions you were drawing from this episode. Uh, that we we might think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Ah, I mean. It, they're very different. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, like... they're similar, but they're they are different shows. I guess the goals are different, but it, yeah, it, it really is. Now this is like, I will say, the way this episode ended felt like the best seasons of Breaking Bad. Like a lot of things are up in the air. Everyone has their motivations. Let's see where the chips are going to fall. Like it's kind of how this felt. Mm-hmm. Another scene that we didn't talk about that was excellent was the. Um, Salamanca swearing a lot and him oh, yeah. falling, essentially falling to his knees. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, you know, you, you, they do a lot of those cutaways to Fring and to Nacho. Yep. And it's, it's seeing Fring, it, it's like he's, he's looking at like, like he's causing it and he's excited that he is slowly but surely killing this man but we know what's really being a catalyst for it is is the pills that nacho switched yeah yep so i'm gonna i'm kind of curious as to like 
Fring was slowly but surely kind of poisoning him to where, you know, he had to take these heart medication pills. And then with Nacho switching them up, like, it's kind of a combination of of things messing with this old man. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, and look, I'm not even going to disagree with you about if you're going to compare the two shows. Um, I mean, I want to see how this wraps up first before I make any final judgments, but... Uh, and I'm sure to some it would seem sacrilegious to even suggest that uh, something is better than Breaking Bad. But, I mean, I can totally see how somebody might come to that conclusion or or feel that way. Um, because this is so very much like a continuation of that show in a lot of ways, like in, uh, like in the writing style and how they make the show. And they did five seasons of Breaking Bad and they've perfected how to make that show. And it feels like they've been able to focus even more on the writing and the character development. Now that they've got all of their, uh, all of their ducks in a row, I guess. Um, I think the thing for me is that the fact that like, it's a prequel and usually emotion, emotion and circumstance usually goes to the wayside in prequels because you know what the end game is. Yep. And with this, the fact that it's such a, they do such a good job in writing it that I don't feel that as much or really any ever. I mean, the only thing I've, I've really ever complained was not even really was a complaint. Just like, do I need to see it? Was the Salamanca stuff, which they, um, which they managed to turn into a really incredible moment in yeah. the show as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this has been. This show is like masterful in so far as getting you to not really care about the fact that you know how things are going to end up. Uh, that's like the least interesting thing to me, really, about the show. Although I will admit it is wearing on me a little bit to the point where I am starting to get a little curious to know how the people end up where they end up. But they've done just such a good job of of filling out these characters and introducing new ones and telling their stories and just. Uh, doing it in you know in the way that only uh, Vince Gilligan and, and company can do it, and yeah, uh, I, I I'm not going to argue anybody who wants to say that they think this is a better show than Breaking Bad. Although I'm willing to give this show um, to the end of its run, whenever that may be, to make you know final judgments on on that because it's <laughs> this is so ridiculous to say, but theoretically it is possible they could drop the ball going forward. I mean, yeah, they they could. It just doesn't seem like it's a thing that will happen, but theoretically, I suppose it is a thing that could happen in some dimension. Uh, it doesn't seem very likely at all, but you know, whatever. It's it's possible, I suppose. Um, any other thoughts on uh, on the show from this week? No, it was just it was it was just really good. Do you think this? Uh, do you think this fits in with the? Uh, tradition of doing uh, the the big episode before the end. Do you think we get like a kind of a ho hum episode next week, or do you think we get a traditional season ending episode? Um, I think some stuff could go down because they put a lot up in the air this episode. You know, yes, the lawsuit that Chuck's going to be doing. And we didn't even talk about that. I mean, the Chuck scene where he cut where. Howard goes to his house to talk about him suing him. Mm-hmm. Um, or even the Kim stuff, whenever her 
when she's out at the oil field. Oh, that was, uh, a that great was scene really too. great. Yeah, or her car gets uh, stuck in the the sand or whatever. Yeah, so it's you know, I think there's a lot of things that we could see what what happens and oh sorry, a way to even prolong some of this stuff is you know, Kim being in this car accident. What happens? I'm, I'm assuming this doesn't go well with her with this gat with the oil Gatwood. Yeah, yeah, Gatwood. Um, I could see where you know rich white guys don't have much empathy and be like, why'd you get in this car wreck? Blah, blah, blah. You said you could do it. You know, I, I could, I really could see like a lot of things falling apart for her mm-hmm. for Mesa Verde. And, and I'm very, and this is where, you know, we've talked about before is I really am interested to see what the tension's going to be between her and Jimmy, because I feel like if all this goes poorly, like Jimmy's going to have a choice to make. And I'm very curious as to what that choice is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we give the rating for the show, it's time for a cheap plug, Glenn. Your favorite part of the show. Uh, as we record this, uh, it is Father's Day. And, uh, I mean, I'm not like most fathers, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of dads out there who are going to be thanking you very much if you decide to get them tickets to this Transformers The Last Night movie that is opening <laughs> on the 21st. Uh, I'm not like most of them, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of dads taking their kids to see this Transformers picture. Uh, The movie does not open until the 21st, but you can pre-order tickets to see it by using the website Fandango, and you can help us out by going to the website using the link cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, or if you're hanging out on the Cinema Geekly website, use the Fandango link at the top of the page. Uh doing that costs you nothing extra you can get your tickets get your gift cards whatever and uh we get a little kickback uh, some people have actually already been uh doing so in fact we have had four or five gift card orders i do believe cool so uh everybody loves movies for Thanks. Uh, for gifts so uh yeah I I mean look we I'm not gonna judge you if you're gonna go see that Transformers movie I don't think it's gonna be any good but uh you know who am I to judge how you're gonna uh, spend a, a lazy afternoon uh you know what if it if we didn't have air conditioning in our home Glenn I could see my way to going to this this movie only to sit in a large air conditioned room so <laughs> is that. <laughs> I don't know if the, I don't know if that's going to be a review they're going to want to put on the movie poster for Transformers: The Last Night. But, We've got uh, air conditioning. <laughs> beats the heat. Uh, yeah, so please, uh, please, and thank you in advance for for using those links. Uh, there'll probably be a link on uh, the page for this podcast as well, probably uh, for Fandango. So please use that. Uh, so moving on to the score, Glenn, what would you give Fall? Four and three quarters. Oh wow, that's setting a high bar. Um, I gave it a four and a half. I didn't quite get to four and three quarters territory. Uh, still, like a really, a really good episode, but it it didn't feel like one of those penultimate big Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul episodes that we're used to. I actually feel like we're going to get a bigger episode for the finale. I mean, I could be totally wrong, and it could be a, a, a total regular season-ending episode where not much of anything really happens, but... Uh, and we get, like, one strong 
uh, one strong tease moment at the end or something, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like the way this episode played out that it did leave too much in the air with one episode left, and unless they completely ignore all of those things, I feel like we're going to have a bigger episode next week, but I don't know. We'll find out. I'm going to gamble on that one, so... We'll see if I'm correct. Uh, before we sign off here, uh, a quick reminder to head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of Better Talk Saul and uh, to check out all the other shows that we do while we're while you were hanging out there. And uh, this show, like all the others, is available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Better Talk Saul and hit subscribe. We are the one with the artwork that looks like the show, I suppose. Uh, I've actually never... Have you, have you actually gone to see those other... I think there's like two other shows with a name. Have you bothered to, to go to them and listen to them? I have not. No, why would I? I kind of want to. I just... I, I, I'm Part of me wants to... Uh, part of me wants to. I feel like I feel like we're offering a superior program, but uh, I, I could be wrong. I think one of them is actually part of a bigger podcasting network, so I could be wrong. They may actually have like professional broadcasters talking about this show. Um... But what do they know? We, we were here before them, and I think that's what counts first. If America has taught me anything, Glenn, it's that whoever gets there first, that's what counts. Unless, of course, you weren't the first ones to get there, and then you just wipe out the ones who were there first and then claim you were there first. I think that's how our history was written, uh, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, ask the Native Americans. I think they would know the answer to that. Uh, we got one episode left. I don't want to do this, but we have to. Uh, I guess that's it for this week, Glenn. We got one show left. Let's cross our fingers and hope it's. Uh, let's really hope it's good. Let's hope it's not one of those uh, flash season finale episodes, uh, or however that Gotham show ended that uh, we no longer review. Uh, it's season three, episode ten of Better Call Saul, called. Lantern. Sticking to the man, justice for all.